It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Excited to be in here on a Friday, payday Friday for me, uh, and excited to be right here. Got a lot of good stuff to talk to about today. I uh, Got some call-ins scheduled, as we hope to hear from Mr. Andrew Morgan from 10 Talks. Uh, again, blog spot that you should check out if you're not already. And uh, hopefully talk about Tennessee's newest commit, their 23rd commit for the 2021 cycle. And uh, really talk to Andrew about the room that is available and the room left to be made. But uh, a lot of other stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about Maryville's new volleyball coach. Maryville High School has a new volleyball coach that has some, uh, let's just say, resume and pedigree to bring with her or with him. And, uh, and, and again, or her with her, and and then also we're going to talk a little bit about the update uh, that is proposed but now tabled about uh, the the newest version of the Rooney Rule. We'll talk about that as far as interviewing and then subsequent hiring of minority candidates in the NFL, uh, just the the steps that it's wanting to be taken, and then the the outlook. Uh, that seems to be coming in from from a lot of different angles. We've got Marvin Lewis's take uh, on the subject, and we'll kind of dive in right there. But right here on the onset, wanna wanna congratulate first Chris Hames, um, the new head volleyball coach uh, at Maryville High School. She comes to Maryville by way of uh, of she had been at Webb for for ten seasons uh, here before resigning there in December. Uh, she had won her share. Of, of championships while being their seven-time state championship uh, with Knox Webb. Uh, she takes over for Angel Babele, uh, who stepped down as she could spend more time watching her kids play sports. Uh, a resident of Maryville, Hames, uh, you know, was at Webb for 10 years and stepped away uh, for a very similar reason. Uh, her son, Elijah, is a sophomore at Maryville and plays baseball and football. Um, but this is not in vain, as as Hames, when she resigned from Webb, told the athletic director it's likely a temporary situation. Uh, when the Maryville job came available, she said it seemed like a perfect situation to speed up the process. Again, we're we're reviewing an article by Corey Rupkin uh, of the Daily Times. Um, said that was the only job I would take if it came open, or even just helping in some way. Hames said. It just happened that it opened up. It felt like the right thing to do. And for me, helping volleyball in the community and helping the sport get better is part of who I am. Uh, she Hames has a pretty pretty good track record, of course, as a coach. But again, her uh, she has two daughters uh, that are playing volleyball at uh, college powerhouses. Uh, her daughter, Nicklin, uh, is at Nebraska. And her other daughter, Kaylee, is at Pepperdine. Uh, they play in, in the college ranks of volleyball. 
and she and her husband James are the founder of Blount County-based K2 Volleyball, a developmental uh, facility and, and kind of program uh, that gets uh, young girls ready uh, for the next level in volleyball. Maryville Athletic Director Larry Hedrick said he was well aware of who Chris Hames was when, when Maryville's parents and friends of the program suggested her as the successor. Uh, after meeting with her to gauge her interest and in her approach, uh, he said it was an easy choice. He said, my job as athletic director is to put the best coaches who are available and have a passion to coach high school sports in place. Uh, he said she pro- she's probably qualified to coach the college level or international teams if she chose to do that, but I think she probably sees the importance of working at the entry level of the sport in order to build it and talking about at the high school ranks the purest form of your sport. Uh, though Webb played in a lower classification within the TSSAA, the Spartans teams often were among the best in the state. Webb routinely played at a higher level than public school teams in the Knox area and even beat Brentwood during its current run of seven consecutive AAA state titles. Having directed K2 since 2009, Hames is an expert on the volleyball on local volleyball talent, and she said she believes Maryville can contend for the District 3 AAA title in the fall. That's significant because, once again, that district should be strong at the top. Maryville's only, only trip to state volleyball tournament came in 1984, but Hames said that's something the Lady Rebels could strive for in the very near future. The biggest goal, though, will be molding the program into one the players are excited about, much like the 17-time state championship football team, which her son is a part of. Uh, the way they run their program, I want to emulate with the volleyball program, Hames said. People want to come there because of what it is and what it represents. That's my goal, to have the same thing in the volleyball program at Maryville High School. So uh, excited to have Coach Hames on on staff and how, excited to see what she brings to the table. Again, uh, if you've ever been uh, to to a high-level high school sport of any of any kind it's a it's a different brand of competitiveness it's a different level of 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 intensity because whether it's whether it's you know wrestling whether it's it's softball whether it's girls basketball girls you you know volleyball basketball football there's vested interest because either you're a student so therefore you're you're very engaged you're at the front lines of that that rivalry or that 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 interest right or you're a parent of said kid or an alumni or et cetera, et cetera. so so high school sports is something that you know as i got out of out of school uh was going through college beginning my career i kind of got away from high school sports but now being back in it uh the last several years um uh, there's there's nothing like it you know a lot, a lot of times people call high school the purest form uh of sports because you know the, the projection is, is, is let's get an education, let's play some sports, and, and you know, maybe this thing pays, for, pays off for us. And, and in college, you know, it, it almost – the pendulum goes a little bit more towards the career side. And, and yes, it's a student athlete, but it, it kind of peels away. And, and then, of course, when you move on to the professional ranks, there's no uh, school involvement. So I, I think high school sports need – they need big time hires like a Chris Hames at Maryville. Uh, they need big time, you know, transitions like uh, you know a Derek Hunt taking over for Coach Quarles. 
those moments are our bookmarks. Uh, at this point, Coach Hames uh, has a clean slate ahead of her bookmark. Uh, she's got to she's got to write that story and see what that's going to look like. But uh, pedigree means a lot. Uh, invested interest means a lot. And, and again, facilities and administration that's willing to help mean a lot. And and I, I know firsthand, uh, Coach Larry Hedrick, athletic director Larry Hedrick, uh, is more than willing uh, to help and support uh, get get these teams. Uh, to where they need to be. So again, congratulations on uh, on the the promotion, the the hiring, the move. Uh, I guess back to your your resident county uh, job there in Maryville, and uh, you'll be in the high school with your son uh, for the latter part of his high school career. So that's pretty cool uh, in that regard. So welcome, uh, Coach Chris Hames, uh, to the volleyball program at Maryville High School. The next thing I want to talk about is the NCAA Council approved voluntary activities for football and basketball beginning June 1st. Uh, it, it is set the memorandum that that kind of forbid uh, athletes and, and coaches and such to be on campus will expire at the end of May. And so June 1st, uh, here comes football. And uh, the NCAA Council has voted to lift said memorandum of athletic-related activities uh, for three major sports on Wednesday, the vote will allow athletic activities for football and men's and women's basketball to run through the month of June. The Wednesday vote comes as state as states across the country are lifting their own shelter-in-place restrictions amid the global COVID-19 outbreak uh, that halted all sports uh, more than two months ago. The memorandum will expire uh, is set to expire May 31st. Mr. J. Ward says that's a big-time hire for Maryville Volleyball. I agree, sir. Uh, I think that's a big, big monster hire. But the NCAA says we encourage each school to use its discretion to make the best decisions possible for football and basketball student-athletes within the approach, the appropriate resocialization framework. Uh, it's said Council Chair Grace Calhoun, Athletic Director at Pennsylvania, in a statement. Allowing for voluntary athletic activity acknowledges that reopening our campuses will be an individual decision, but should be based on advice from medical experts. The vote paves the way for schools and conferences to allow athletes back on campus. For workouts, SEC presidents are scheduled to vote Friday on whether to open their schools to athletic-related activities on June 1st. Uh, The MAC will also hold a similar vote on Friday. Big 12 presidents met via phone on Monday, but no decision was made. So, yeah, you know, this is kind of the – this is the crossroads that we're at. I think at a, at a blanket level, the NCAA can make a statement. They can allow or give their blessing for said opening. But I'm in agreement that, that this isn't going to be SEC wide open. I, I don't know what the, the parameters are going to be, but – you, you know, I think I think you're well more engaged to open, you know, probably Tennessee than you might be a Vandy. I mean, I'm just going to be honest because Nashville's a, a lot more, a lot more uh, aggressive as far as new cases and things like that. So I'm I'm interested in how how that's going to shake out when it comes to you, you know just just the uh, the overall approach, because I think school by school, I mean, we've seen the California rules and what they're expecting to do there. Uh, but I think this is going to, 
this is a good first step, and I'm really interested in what the Southeastern Conference comes up with today, uh, whether they actually get a get a ruling or, or wh- how they make that, that decision today will, will be very interesting. Uh, but I think um, you know over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of articles written, a lot of comments made uh, that this is going to be very difficult uh, to give a blanket approach. So uh, I, I think it's going to they're going to have their work cut out the next couple of days, couple of weeks. Uh, to get this off the ground. Uh, It says the decision uh, marks a significant moment for college athletics in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. June was generally viewed as a critical month for colleges as they decide how to proceed with everything to hold hold classes on campus, to football, whether with fans or without. Uh, But they began – there's also been, in mid-March, a lot of cancellations even going into the fall – Uh, for campuses across the country. Uh, So the SEC Pac-12 will will go through their May shutdown, and then hopefully we'll have a decision today as to how they will progress. Uh, But though the the memorandum has been allowed to expire, it's still up to conferences and schools to determine what is best practice for allowing athletes to return for voluntary workouts. Uh, COVID-19 outbreaks and response methods vary by state, uh, some things that will affect not only college football, but perhaps all sports related to said universities. Uh, college football power brokers have offered various opinions on what this season might look like, though a majority of athletic directors are confident the season will be played. There's little unity on how and when that will happen. So, uh, you know, I think if you, you know, and of course if you've got comments out there or you believe uh, what you think will happen, give us a call, 865-983-4310. Again, that's 865-983-4310. But, I, I mean, I'm probably as in the middle on this deal as anybody you'll you'll talk to. I completely um, – you, you know, I'm a I'm – a, I'm kind of a, a sunny side of the street kind of guy. I don't think it's probably as bad as it sounds on TV, but I don't think it's probably as good as it could be. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I I see the 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 points of people who think that some of these pro- protocols or methods are overkill, but I also see the moment. Uh, whereas, what if it's not? What if it's not, and you got a hundred thousand people uh, sitting sitting in a, in a stadium? And really, uh, you, you know, just kind of lit up. Oh, just saw the phone line light up. If that was you, give us a call back. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk it out. Eight six five nine eight three four three one zero. But you, you know, I I don't know exactly what the what the purpose is. You know, what 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 is going to be that cornerstone check in the box that's going to make these universities feel good about it. Uh, but I, I like that the NCAA got out of the way. And that's what I look at it like is not that uh, that they're going to try to drive it because I really, unfortunately, I perceived when this thing shut down that the NCAA was going to say, no, you open now or you don't open now. And I, I just thought that was really hard to, to drive from Connecticut across this country. So the fact that they're going to let this expire and let the conferences dictate what they need to do, I think that may be one of the smarter moves by the NCAA. Let these conferences shake it out. Let the the conference pre- or the the schools in the conferences let them meet, understand the 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 repercussions of what they're wanting to do and then move forward 
with that. But you know what? Uh, they're going to do it, and we're going to talk about it. They'll t- they'll make a vote today, and of course we'll talk Monday about what that probably will look like, what the vote looked like, and how we'll move forward. But right now we need to take us a little break, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about Tennessee's newest, newest uh, commit. He is a, he's another big-time star rating guy, and he's another big get as he's taken away from one of the close close uh, ranking people in 2021's recruiting class. We'll talk about who we got and where he came from on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Ground, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At Rule King, we live, love, and embrace a rural lifestyle. We want to thank our customers for working with us to keep promoting, preserving, and protecting the rural lifestyle. Our promise to you is to continue working hard to give the best price, quality, and service every day while improving our new shopping options like buying online at RuleKing.com and picking up at the store. Thank you for shopping your neighborhood rule king, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007. 
or online at 42SD.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Got golf? IguaniFarmsGolf.com, 970-7132. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. I think we've got the phone lines lit up, and we will, of course, jump to them. I think it should be Andrew Morgan on the phone line. Hey, Andrew, we got you on the line? Uh, Yes, sir, you do. How are you doing this morning? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, Grinding in a little bit. You, uh, You awake? Oh yeah, sorry. Good times. Not used to being up at this time. Hey, well, not many are. Not many are. And if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't coffee enhanced, I don't know that I would be awake at this time. But uh, what about our our new guy, Cayman Marley, uh, cat cat out of Ramsier, North Carolina? Man, I, uh, he's a beast. He's, he's a big old boy, six foot two, two hundred six pounds. I mean, kind of reminds you of Juwan Jennings a little bit. Um, he's a little bit of everything in high school. He's a age receiver, running back, safety, even also punts for them. <laughs> I, I tell you, those jack-of-all-trades, it's, it's fun to watch them when they're in high school. But, uh, you, you know, it, it's always interesting. I always like listening. Uh, and, and sometimes it's it's a real canned answer. It's something he was told to say. Uh, but, but something that caught my eye about this cat was – the fact that that they said, "What are you? What are you planning to play at Tennessee?" and he says, "I don't know." They said they'd work it out. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, that's trust good. right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I, for Chris says they want to play like um, like Jimmy Hol- Holiday, the quarterback that just enrolled at Tennessee. He said he wants to play quarterback. Tennessee's like, okay. In the least Whitehood, uh, most people had him listed as a linebacker, but he said he, that he wants to play running back in college, so Tennessee's allowed him to play running back. So, sometimes, most of the time, this this coaching staff will let the recruit pick, but if they don't pick, then the, co- the coach is like, "Well, we'll figure it out when you get here." <laughs> right, right. Well, and the thing is, is I think that's that honesty side that that Coach Pruitt's staff, uh, you know, puts out there. You know, they want kids to play where they want to play. But, I mean, it's it's like, you know, Crouch is an, a good example of, you know, get in where you fit in. Uh, you know, there's there's other options that they, you know, move people to defensive back that came in as a wide receiver. I mean, heck, you, you even mentioned one of them. 
Jawan Jennings came in as a quarterback, and then he's a he's now a drafted wide receiver into the NFL. Oh yeah, another thing about I, I think that the TNT coach said, "Hey, you might want to switch a linebacker. That might be your best skill set." Um, and then uh, I don't know if you saw Adrian Peterson later on said, "Yeah, I wish I would have switched from running back to linebacker, and I might have been playing had a longer career." Well, I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with his career. <laughs> oh no. But uh, I, I will say this, you know, I'm always interested, and in, in, in Andrew, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but I say it a lot. It's hard for me to get super stoked about recruiting in May, you know, April and May, just because it's such a long time until December. We, we normally, in normal years, uh, we've still got to perform on the football field to kind of keep those warm fuzzies going. Uh, and, and, but I, I'll say this year's a little different. Uh, those those talking heads that seem to know more than I do, um, they're even excited about what Tennessee's been able to do on the recruiting trail. Uh, this one no different. Jay Graham being the leading recruiter for 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 Mr. Marley, and uh, y- you know he was in the state of North Carolina. North Carolina's hot on the recruiting trail right now. Some people would say, well, it's it's not hard to beat North Carolina on the recruiting trail, but to get this kid out of their backyard literally like 100 miles from Chapel Hill. Uh, I, I think this speaks to, one, what, what Pruitt and company are selling, and then, two, the fact that uh, in light of a, a bad decade, Tennessee's still Tennessee. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, we got some great players that came from North Carolina. North, Little, Little, I probably butchered her name. Marquez yeah, North, I mean, we, yeah. We, huh? Marquez North came out of North Carolina? Yeah, but so, I mean, t- Tennessee is a national brand, and we, and uh, I don't care what people say. They said, "Oh, it's kind of died down." Now we're still a national brand. We still, because we have to be, because we can't. I mean, Tennessee, state of Tennessee recruiting wise has grown the last uh, few years, but like we still have to go outside the state of Tennessee to be able to be be able to be the best. Oh yeah, Jay Graham actually is from North Carolina too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, so, I could yeah. I could see why that's his territory. I, I could see that a yeah. lot. But uh, you, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, the the cat didn't really. Uh, he hasn't been on campus very much. Uh, you know, and of course with the shutdown, he he hasn't been on campus at all. Uh, but I, I just I'd love to be a fly on the wall between Brian Niedermeyer, Jay Graham, Jeremy Pruitt, and staff. I just love to hear the conversations they have because I mean you know Kirby Smart and what what you know and 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 now it doesn't look like he had an offer uh from Alabama looks like his his schools were Tennessee East Carolina Florida Georgia Tech and Kentucky uh were were kind of the headliners but which he had more more to that list but but what I uh what I like about it is 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 you're not seeing some of those names those hats on the table for some of these guys uh, but Tennessee seems to be on a lot of tables. Uh, and, and I think part of it's getting on the table, and then now we're starting to have people pick that hat up. Uh, do you think Do you think that's, that's odd or interesting considering uh, that every year we've had staff turnover, or do you think they're selling the, the community, the school, and Jeremy Pruitt, and the supporting staff is, is, is kind of being understood that it may move around a little bit? Oh, I think I think they understood that there might be a lot of move around. And also, I think they understand. They've seen how Pruitt coaches, 
So like that, what they they're not. I know everybody tries to say, "Oh, sell the school, sell the school." I don't believe coaches do that because most kids go to a school just because of the coaches. Like Pruitt, I don't think we'd have the great DB class we got if Pruitt wasn't here or Derek Ainsley wasn't here. So uh, I think it's just like a mix of like like showing like who they've developed and uh, and they can talk about who they like I said who they developed. Do you do you think it matters that uh, you, you know between Jay Graham coming from A and M and then you know also coming out of Florida State, uh, Jim Chaney coming from from Georgia, uh, all those kind of national brands, uh, you know, recruiting wise, and and do you think they have an opportunity to sell? We left those places to be here. You should come here. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they yeah. Uh, Hey, we hadn't talked. We hadn't talked much, uh, you, you know, about you know, kind of the 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 things that are going on 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 campus uh, now that uh, uh, you know now that things may open back up in June. Uh, do you think? Do you think this helps or hurts uh, uh, Tennessee from a from a getting ready for the season standpoint? Yeah, I remember last time I was on. We thought I was talking about. Uh, I was like, oh, they're talking about doing uh, in July. I don't think that's going to happen now. If they was going to do it, open the season in July. It wasn't. It's not going. Well, there's no way it's going to happen now. Oh, um, yeah. oh, I was going to say, yeah. I think, I, I think, according to what I've read just recently, yeah, that was that was some of those, as I call them, talking heads, kind of getting that going. I, I think the the goal is is to start on time. Uh, they're they're now a lot. I know a lot of colleges are opening up and they're going to cancel spring br- or fall can- fall break so that they can kind of get the get the classes done there right around Thanksgiving. And but I think that's just to limit limit the leave campus come back, you know, leave campus bring back uh you know whatever you're going to bring back. So I you know, I think football they're wanting to they're wanting to just stay on track. Being being on time would be just as good as being early. Yeah, uh, and I if you saw that somebody released an article talking about uh what the stadium would look like at social distancing. And uh, the stadium would only have like thirteen thousand fans in it. Have you have you seen that? I haven't seen that. I saw that South Carolina was wanting to do social distancing, but I hadn't I hadn't seen Tennessee. Like, I just think it would be like you better put walls up because we we score on a long touchdown run, we're gonna get to each other. Like, it's just gonna happen. Oh yeah, we're high fiving, and <laughs> I mean, I hope I don't. If 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 that is the case, I hope I don't have to wear a mask because I like to scream a lot. So. Hey, maybe they'll get us. Have you seen those? Like, uh, and I always laugh because I probably need one because I'm like the most attractive dad at the baseball game for mosquitoes. Like, obviously, I put <laughs> off that scent. So, have you seen those chairs that have like the the tent over it that's clear that you can see through? Oh yeah. Yeah, my wife was like, maybe we could do that on a large scale. I was like, do you like we would we would roast in September. Cause that would work as like a magnifying glass and just like torches. Uh, and she said, "That's a good. Yeah, idea. That's man. a good point." <laughs> yeah, especially the Florida game because usually that's a three thirty game. We'd be out there cooking, and be like, "Everybody be ready to go home by halftime." <laughs> be like, "Don't put on sunscreen because it's going to work as <laughs> as like a grease. It's not going to work." <laughs> but uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. I, 
to me, t- and, and I know nobody wants to hear this, and, and it's probably not the most medically sound statement, but to me it's kind of all or nothing with, with college athletics because, one, the, the level of management that you would need to be able to, to dictate when and who can move and how you go and how do you – do you have a guy at the door of the bathroom with clickers? You know what? what like I, I just don't know that that we're going to be able uh, to really control that if we just allow certain number in. But then at the same point, I mean, I went to a restaurant yesterday and literally walk in. The hostess says, "You want the questions or you want me to take your temperature?" And I, was, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay, um, give me the temp." And it was one of those infrared, you know, little forehead scanner deals, and and so oh, and so, you know, moved on. And, and and I don't know that you can do that with a hundred thousand people, but you know, you could you could allow the lower bowl in, open the gates, you know, an extra hour before the game or something like that, and and just flat out take everybody's temperature and just rock and roll. Yeah, we went to a, me and my brother for Mother's Day. We took my mom to Applebee's. And heck, they said no more than six people, and we had like eight, so we can't even sit together. We did that at Aubrey's. Okay. We we went to Aubrey's there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and it was funny because, you, you know, I've got two little boys, and so they want to sit with Mama or they want to sit with Papa, and and we, but they also want to sit with me. So it was kind of weird. So luckily, we got two tables that were really close, but you know, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. let us sit together either. Yeah, my brother kept on jumping from table to table from his girlfriend and her kids and jumping back to our table, me, my wife, my son, and it was Hey, have you had the have you had the experience and I don't know how we're on this topic, but <laughs> have you had the experience <laughs> where we're we're and that's that's the premise of this show, really. We we just we get off on trails, but have you been to the restaurants where yeah. it's like a really nice restaurant and like the food's really good? And not that I'm I'm too highfalutin for this, but it's like really good. The napkins are nice. Everything's good. And then you're like, "Can I get some ketchup?" And they bring you the packets. And I'm just, oh, no, I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm not a very big ketchup eater. Oh man, I could put ketchup on ketchup. <laughs> I really like, can. I, I eat my, my my wife makes fun of me. Where we can be at some fancy restaurant. Like we went to. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, for our anniversary couple last year, and uh, we went to this nice restaurant. We've never been in there, and I looked at it. She looked at me. And she's like, "You better not look at the hamburgers." And I looked, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I want that hamburger because no matter what restaurant we're at, I look at the hamburgers. That's all I eat. <laughs> hamburgers hey. and fries." Hey, I'll tell you at Ruby Tuesdays, and we're just—it's we're just like we're plugging everybody around here. We might already run them all down, but when I go to Ruby Tuesdays, <laughs> like they've got a lot of good stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm a smokehouse burger kind of guy, and and if a place has a burger with with barbecue sauce on it, I'm there. Like that's me. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, as we as we jump from food to sports again, uh, how's the how's the blog going? How's how's Ten Talks? It's going good. I mean, uh, I'm about to, I'm, I'm t- just like grinding like y'all are, just trying to find some topics to talk about. Um, I think I, I think I found a good topic to talk about. Uh, I found a website, sportsreference.com, that will talk about how many teams since, since we played. We played like over 120 teams. 
since the beginning of time, and uh, we have like a we have a 500 or less percentage against 30 teams. Huh. And then I didn't even know Nashville had an actual Nashville college or whatever. Oh, and We really? played against them in 1904, and we freaking tied them 0-0. <laughs> Hey, I, I tell you, a uh, one good one is uh, is uh, there's. I think there's a list of like five teams that that's never beaten Tennessee, and it's a pretty nice list. Ohio State's one of them. Oh wow, that's that's a good one. Yeah, we've only played them once. We played them in the '96 Citrus Bowl. You know who was on that team? Eddie George. Eddie George. Yeah, knocked him down too. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, that's a, that's a good topic to have. I tell you, in in the wake of the the last dance docu series, you should just. I know it's not really ten talks, but maybe you could spin a little orange flavor to to the LeBron MJ conversation. Yeah, what do you think about it? I mean, I've listened to your show. Like, I, I mean, talk about uh, like who do you think the goat is, or do you even? For me, I don't think there should be a goat thing. I just think there's been players. We're at the best position because you can't really debate that because it's just like they never played together or played against each other. So, so, and I get a lot of flack for this because I'm a LeBron fan. I, I like LeBron. I think I think the game he's played in athletically, uh, the the fact that he didn't have Dean Smith, Phil Jackson as coaches. Uh, his best coach has been Eric Spolstra. I think that tells you all you need to know about his coaching. Uh, you know who he's had, but. But here's here's my take on it is is and Magic Johnson kind of put it in better words than I've always said it. If you want to talk about a player who just year in year out, you know, 16, 17 year career now is just a rounded player, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm probably going to go LeBron, uh, but but Magic said if you want the greatest ever, then it's probably MJ. And I, and I think you you know impact in the game and 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 different things like that you you kind of you have to go MJ because he, he he was the first guy to jump that high he was the first guy to to do the 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 in, intimidating kind of walk away the shoe deals all the things so i think MJ has a very uh distinct place at that table that greatest of all time table but i i think i think lebron's there and i think the very fact that this conversation has has lived for years and years and will continue to live for years and years means that there's a, a as somebody put yesterday a threat to the throne uh, i'm just going to put it like that if 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 it wasn't close nobody would be talking about it oh yeah i mean i but for me, like I never got to watch him, Jazz. I think his last season was a '98. Other than an '03, he like came back from one game. Yeah, no, nobody yeah, remembers nobody. the Wash. No, he played for Washington for a couple years. But, oh, okay. But I, nobody remembers those. I was those. born in '93. <laughs> but nobody. I was born in '93, so I never got to watch really MJ play because, like, even like you were talking about how like '98 was like a Tennessee's year. We won a uh, football. We won in women's basketball. Well, even in the early 2000s, Tennessee was good, and that's when I started really picking up on it, yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I, this docuseries really helped me to kind of close some gaps. Like, I understood the flu game, and I understood the Pistons rivalry, and I understood a lot of the, the, the dynamic, but this did show me a little bit more of that, that killer instinct that MJ had, uh, a little bit more of that – 
you, you know, the way he motivated himself. And, and I think all of those pieces make him great. But like I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's a, it, it's a closed book, non-debatable because people still do it. Yeah. Do you mean the food poisoning game? Yeah, I know, right? Never buy pizza in Utah. That's what I learned from that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Man, everybody I talked to were like, yeah, Lee, I thought it was he – we always call it the flu game. Even I knew what the flu game was just because I've heard about it. I've, I've actually watched the game once before. Um, and uh, to find out it was just food poisoning, I mean, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, I'd rather have food, uh, the flu than food poisoning. Well, right, right. What about my MJ eating the whole pizza? I mean, he's a big dude. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what somebody said. That's always like, y'all talking about the dang uh, food poisoning. Hell, I want to know why he ate the whole dang pizza. Yeah, at 10.30 the night before a ball game. Yeah, that that's what nutritionists would tell him to do now. <laughs> yeah. I've just, me and my guys have always said, you know, like, what what's the deal? Like, why would they order a pizza at 10.30 at night? Just go buy him something and, like, fix it for him. Because, I mean, you're in the you're in the opponent's town. I mean, even if they didn't know it was MJ ordering it, they probably knew it was the Bulls ordering it. Oh yes, yeah. I think, pretty sure you talked about it. They like they had to know, like like you said, they, they that's like like Tennessee. We know there's a certain hotel in downtown Knoxville that the opposing teams stay at. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say the Bulls. Had, <laughs> go ahead. They had not. I mean, you know, they had kitchens in those dang apartment rooms. They have money. You're right. <laughs> if not, just go buy one. Just go buy one. Uh, but, yeah, frozen one. <laughs> yeah, right. They got a microwave. I guarantee there's a microwave in there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but any, anyway, man, I'm you know I'm excited for what today's going to look like. I don't know if you heard it, but the SEC is going to vote today as to what that looks like as far as opening back up June the first. Um, I think that's the first step if we can get these kids back on campus. One, see how they've taken care of their body. But two, um, you know, to try to start working these guys out. I mean, there's some rooms that are a little crowded at the moment. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the phone. Uh, the quarterback room's a little crowded. We've talked about it. There's there's some really big intrigue in the running back room as Eric Gray comes into that sophomore season. Uh, and then and then who re- who replaces or refills the holes left by Jawan Jennings and Marquez Callaway, all those things could get answered as we get these guys back to campus. Oh, yeah, and then uh, one kid got receiver, I think we'll see. Well, Brandon Johnson, he took a redshirt just where he can come back this season. So he was a senior last year. Now he'll be back as a redshirt senior. And the guy I like and I'm really high on is Josh Palmer. Absolutely, I yeah. think he's a he, – he just has the – he got like that Antonio Brown, like uh, toe touch. Um, yeah, without without the toe. blonde mustache. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, you know, I think there's some some young cats in there too, though, that we can, you know, hopefully see. I, I thought Ramel Keaton uh, and uh, uh, there there was that other kid uh, Tillman. I thought both of those guys in limited work looked pretty good. Yeah, he not, he did good on replacing John Jennings in the first half of the uh, uh, against Indiana, the bowl game, and uh, and then uh, Vels Jones Jr. I think he's just a specialist though. He'd be doing a lot of returners, return. Right. 
What What do you think? Do you think some of those uh, the the holidays and 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 those guys? You think they're all going to stay in the quarterback room, or do you think some of those guys will will do the Jawan Jennings flip and go to wide receiver? I think it's like, like you said uh, in a later earlier show, uh, Jimmy Holiday will probably. I mean, we could he probably do something like Jawan Jennings did? Probably just line up at receiver, and then we'll have a few packages at him at quarterback. He just he can throw it. Uh, he's kind of on the shorter side. I think he's like six foot, five eleven, but he can throw it and he can run, and he's even faster than Jennings. Well, I'll tell you, as far as your forty time, uh, it doesn't take it doesn't take much to do that. You can get you can get quicker than Juwan there, but put some pads on him and say say you're uh, you're on the defensive side of the ball, and Juwan, I'll take Juwan most times. Yeah, and that's the, that's the reason why I like this new guy. He's he's about like a drawing Jennings type man. Uh, I, think I said earlier he's six two, two hundred five pounds already in college, and this it don't seem like it's bad weight either. That two hundred five pounds. Absolutely, like absolutely. And, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I think I think the the recovery hopefully of some of those uh, those defensive linemen uh, that got hurt last year. I think that's uh, that Emmett Gooden. You know, I think that's going to be a big, uh, big return guy there. Uh, he's going to have to lock some things down. Henry Toto, uh, I, I'm excited for what that looks like for him. And then uh, on the back end, I think we should be as strong at defensive back as maybe we we have been since Pruitt arrived. Oh yeah, our defensive line, our line of scrimmage for Tennessee next year is going to be top notch. I mean, we have 11 seniors at the defense and offensive line, four on offense, seven on defense. Did, um, did you see where they yeah, may they, have shelved the uh, they may have shelved the one year transfer little decision and how that could possibly impact Cade Mays? I don't think that Cade Mays I think has a good argument just because where his dad got his pinky cut off at a Georgia event and he's suing them right now, so I still think Cade Mays still has a poss- possibility chance, but now he just have to get still have to go through a lawyer system and all that. Is that not like the craziest thing ever, though? His dad getting his pinky cut off by a folding chair. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm like, how aggressively heard, are you opening that folding chair? Like, how how hardcore are you going for it to snap your pinky off? At first, I thought it was just a joke. I was just like the uh, like that new coaching hire Tennessee <laughs> just got. Oh, Coach Dugs. Coach Doug, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I, I think Cade needs the opportunity to play, which, of course, my orange glasses are firmly fixed. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll just send Coach Duggs up there uh, to talk talk with him and get the NCAA's buy-in. I think I think that can be his position uh, on this staff. Yeah, he's 2-0. Hey, you can't you can't knock it. I mean, he's a he's a fighter. He likes slinging it around. I, I've uh, I did not know who Coach Duggs was, but I followed him on Twitter, and it's a pretty good follow. He's a uh, he's interactive, and uh, and again, he's a winner. He's uh, he's two and zero. Oh. Now, did you have people calling you and texting you? Like I had like three or four people calling me, like, "Oh, what happened to Pruitt? What happened to Pruitt? Did he get fired?" I'm like, "No, it's just it's just a video game." I was like, <laughs> "It's just a joke." So. <laughs> I didn't have anybody texting me thinking it was real, but I had a bunch of people texting me going, "What? It, what is Big Cat? What is Barstool Sports? And I'm like, well, 
Google it. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Uh, I, I can tell you that it's it's a byproduct of COVID-19. I'm just telling you. Uh, the quarantine yeah. has has developed all kinds of new things. I don't know if you follow, if you, you saw what I posted. I mean, in the last two months, I'll tell you just a snapshot of things that that I've talked about or I have shared that I would never, ever share before. iRacing is probably one. Just because one, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't mind playing iRacing, but I wouldn't ever watch it normally. Uh, so shared that. Uh, marble racing, I don't know if you saw that. No. Oh man, that's, I mean, that's next level. You pick one at the beginning and you just let them roll down the hill. I mean, it's, I mean, in, <laughs> invigorating as, as it could be. Uh, there was matchbox car racing where you basically just let them go. And again, it's like a demolition derby with no drivers. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and, and, and so now we've got this, this video game dynasty, uh, coach, I think it's actually coach Duggerton is, is the full name of yeah. this cat. And, and yeah, he's, he's made his way offensive coordinator. And then he's went to USC, went to Texas tech. And then now he's at Tennessee. Uh, and it's got uh, uploads of, of, of publicity. Even Jeremy Pruitt's official page made a comment about coach Doug's the other day. So I think it just speaks to, to the limited stuff we have to talk about. Uh, but then again, I think it just says, "Hey, why not take a take advantage of a captive market? Because Lord knows everybody's on their phone right now." Oh yeah, but man, yeah, I wish, go ahead. Uh, it, uh, yeah. Are you good to go? Uh, yeah, I'm good. So, uh, I guess, man, it's uh, it's Friday. Uh, you're, you're off today. So, so you already got the weekend started. You got any big plans for the, for the holiday? Well, I thought I'd try to do a cookout, but I think I saw that it's supposed to rain all weekend. So yeah, you just got to be a trooper, man. You just got to be a trooper, man. That that's why that grill's got a lid on it. You wear, you got to wear a raincoat. <laughs> got to wear a yeah. raincoat out there. You ain't never done that. Uh, I've never done that, but I, I grill while there's no one i wouldn't recommend the it, the the raining thing because every time you open it the smoke i mean it's just bad but i've done it by necessity because i started cooking and it started raining on me but i wouldn't recommend just planning to do that no don't do that <laughs> was it like hard rain because i kind of like sprinkles so i don't really consider that oh no this was this was like uh you know those ones where it's like oh pretty 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 boom <laughs> And it wouldn't like I just put the food on there, so I kind of had five minutes to kind of let it chill. It was basically like at that that witching moment to where it's either good or torched. You know what I'm saying? So everybody yeah. everybody enjoyed them, you know. And I don't know that they were the greatest, but everybody enjoyed them. And I went and changed clothes because I was literally like drenched head to toe. It was it was a good day. I grilled it day before Mother's Day. And my grill caught on fire like that. I guess I, I forgot to clean the bottom of it. There's grease on it. Oh, wow, and the yeah. bottom of the grease caught on fire. And uh, some of the hamburgers were done. The others weren't. The few I checked were done. And then I brought them in. Oh, they're done. And then everybody started looking halfway in the middle. Freaking paint. <laughs> You'd be I like, oh, so that's bad. just say that's a European hamburger. It's not, no problem, no problem. I have I have a uh, I have a solution for a lot of things when it comes to grilling because as many times as you'll grill something really good, you'll grill something really bad. So um, 
I'll say this, man. Have a, have a really good weekend. Uh, I'm 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 hopeful uh, for some good weather. Uh, I think there's a lot of rain on the schedule, but hopefully there'll be some breaks in there uh, to where you can get out and, and do a little something something. I do know uh, TJ Maxx is open if that's kind of your thing. Uh, that had been closed down. That's kind of one of my guilty pleasures. I got to see it last night. Uh, just waiting on Ross to open. Like that's the next thing. My wife and I patiently await. But anyway, man, have a good weekend. Have a good holiday. And, man, I always appreciate you coming in. Where where can people catch your blog, uh, online, or, or, or how can they get to you? Yeah, you can catch me. Uh, my website is tentalks.com, T-E-N-N-T-A-L-K-S.com. And then I'm on the Facebook, Talks, And then I'm also on Twitter, Talker at Talker. And uh, any any new blogs going to drop here in the next couple days, week or so? Uh, I'll say here in the next maybe a day or so. I'm going to post, like I, saw, like I was talking about, about teams. Tennessee has like a – played over 120 teams since the beginning. Um, and I'm going to drop like the teams that we lost to and like what we – like we haven't beaten against. Here's the teams I like to see us play and all that. That's a good. That's a good topic. Uh, you know, back in the day when when the SEC first launched, there was teams like Sewanee and Tulane and and Georgia Tech. They were they were in conference, and so there'll be some matchups with those teams uh, that'll show up early on that uh, since have been diminished. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to that one, and uh, of course I'll try to share as as it posts out. But man, thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking, and uh, have a good weekend. You too, bud. Hey, see you, man. Have a good one. Again, Andrew Morgan uh, from 10 Talks. He's on, again, Facebook, 10 Talk, uh, on Twitter, at 10 Talker, and then go to 10talks.com to check out a blog that is Tennessee-related, Tennessee-focused, and with those big orange glasses that I like to see. So, uh, again, he's a really good uh, good fan and a good uh, – he's got a good opinion. Uh, again, I like ones that like Tennessee. Uh, I'm a, You know, a lot of times they say sports reporters need to be unbiased. I don't agree with that. I've done too much color commentating in my day to 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 think that you can't be for a team. So uh, I think Andrew does a really good job being for Tennessee, uh, and and again doing a good job of, of sharing some stats, some data, and, and what is real uh, with the Big Orange. So again, check him out. Ten Talks on Facebook, on Twitter, and on his website, TenTalks.com. But, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to kind of take our last break of the day here at the end as we haven't been able to get that second one in. Got a lot of good stuff talked about and, and moving. But we're going to take our last break of the day right here on the tail end. But uh, get this weekend started early. But don't miss top of the hour, Jason Swain and the Swain event in what is a block of sports right here in Blunt County that we're appreciative of, and we thank you for doing it. Be safe over the weekend. We won't have a show on Monday, but we'll come back hard at it on Tuesday, ready to go. But until then, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Have a good Friday. We'll see you next week.
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Rule King is your headquarters for power equipment like Bad Boy Mowers. Rule King and Bad Boy are excited to be a part of the Great American Comeback. And like America, bad boys are built to last. The Bad Boy Magnum 54-inch zero-turn mower is available for just $38.79. There's never been a better time to buy Bad Boy. Check out the financing options on Bad Boys and other power equipment at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blount County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42SD.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007, or online, 
at 42SD.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Trying to do the two-step.